0: It's the morning buzz with fuzz.
1: Yeah, I ain't the game, game chose me.
2: Facts. I'm a champion. I need some trophies. Yeah. I can draw the lane, I can shoot the three. Cash. I can run any yards, I can throw it deep. Go.
1: What's happening, everybody? You said it couldn't be done, or it shouldn't be done, but it did. It's back—the return of the morning buzz with fuzz. The world needed another podcast, and I. Vow to fill that gap and make it happen for you. If you're new to the show, my name is Fuzz Martin. I hosted the Morning Buzz with Fuzz from 2006 until 2011 at 92.5 WBWI in West Bend, Wisconsin. Before that, I was on that station in the afternoon with a show called Your Ride Home from Work. That was from 2000 until 2006. You may remember my infamous billboard where I was... Wearing nothing but a cowboy hat, and it said, Listen to Fuzz on your ride home from work, and the hat stays. And some of you probably, hopefully, blocked that out of your minds until I just reminded you just now. Still, even with that billboard, I was able to eventually get a new job. Hell, I even got elected to office. You know what I always say? If you can't cancel yourself, who can you cancel? You know? So, what am I up to now? I'm married. The daughter who was born while I was on the air back in 2004 is now a freshman in college. Yes, you and I are both old. I have a seven-year-old, and of course, I'm married to the love of my life, Shanna. I'm also an owner at Epic Creative in West Bend. I host a weekly podcast called 15 Minutes with Fuzz, which is about positive things happening in and around Washington County, Wisconsin. I'm a Kewaskin Village trustee. And for those who still ask me, yes, I do miss radio, just not the hours, the pay, the uncertain future, old radio station general managers, things like that. I miss this part, being on the air, cracking jokes, having fun, but I still have microphones and recording equipment, and I am here to use it. So welcome back to the Morning Buzz with Fuzz I've got a great show for you coming up here today. We've got a bunch of special guests and fun segments, including Name That Ringtone. All coming up here on the Morning Buzz with Fuzz. Before we get too much further, I want to take a moment to thank my awesome sponsor, The return of the Morning Buzz with Fuzz is brought to you by Cousin Subs on Paradise Drive in West Bend and on Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewaskam. First of all, happy birthday to my man, Keith Novotny, the owner of these two great Cousins locations. Keith is a local guy who has been slanging subs for Cousins since he was 16 years old. He's always out supporting the local community. He helps out nonprofits. He hires local employees. He lives here locally, and he makes a mean sub. If you have a party coming up or a work gathering, a graduation, retirement, whatever it may be, consider a party box or box lunches from Cousin Subs on Paradise Drive in West Bend or, of course, on Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewaskum. Their 20-piece party box serves 10 to 15 people, and their 12-piece party box serves 6 to 9. Nice. It's a great deal. And again, you're getting great food and supporting a local business. And thanks again to Keith Novotny at Cousin Subs on Paradise Drive in West Bend and Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewaskam for sponsoring the return of the Morning Buzz with Fuzz.
0: It's the Morning Buzz with Fuzz.
1: Now time for the news with Bob Doerr. Hey, Bob. Fuzz, how are you? I'm well. How are you? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you too. So we started working together back at the radio station when, when well, I started working with you when I first started, I think it was in 2000. When did you start at the radio station?
3: Uh, I started in 1991. Wow. You were there that long before I got there. I
1: guess I probably knew that back then and then uh, my brain has uh, turned to mush and I didn't remember that. What have you been up to since your days at the radio station?
3: Uh, Well, after I left West Bend in, I think it was 2009, I went, I took a radio job in Door County and was there for about four and a half years. I was the news director for a group of stations there. Um, Then went back to my hometown in Wausau. Uh, I worked as a news reporter for the Daily Herald for about a year and a half. And then uh, 2015, moved down back to the Milwaukee area and had been working at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. First as a reporter and then as an editor and now as a reporter and editor. Oh. So keeping me busy.
1: You've also taken up photography, I see.
3: Well, uh, yeah, I'm doing <laughs> quite a bit more of it. Um, I've always enjoyed it. And then three or four years ago, and I've never really been able to afford any good equipment because I'm in journalism. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and so that's kind of what it was. And then a few years ago, I did buy a better camera. And so I've been doing, doing more of that it gets me out of the house. And if I'm out walking in the outdoors anyway, now it's kind of fun to bring the camera along to see, to see what I can find. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you've got fun.
1: Yeah. You've got a lot of beautiful shots that I see you post on Twitter and, and other places. So super cool. So what right now you're an editor and reporter, what, what kind of,
3: what's your beat? So my beat is the kind of the Southwestern suburbs of Milwaukee. And also doing features and kind of quirky offbeat features. But I, my new role as of December is, is still doing that, but about 80% of it is editing. So okay. doing editing of other reporters on our team.
1: So we worked together for, I don't know, it was probably about nine years, I think, I, uh, if you left in 09 what were some of your favorite memories? Not even just when I was there, but of working at the radio station back in the day.
3: Yeah, it's tough to kind of pin them down. I just yeah. remember the people. Uh, it was it was always a fun place to work. It was always enjoyable to go in. In terms of memories, I think it's some of the maybe some of the football or basketball or baseball games that that I called. You called um, a state
1: championship baseball game, didn't you?
3: Uh, several of them, actually. Yeah. yeah for West Bend East and West Bend Mm -hmm. West. Mm -hmm. And funny moments that would happen on the air that I can't think of anything specific right off the bat. It's an interesting industry in that there's off-air and on-air. And so I think a lot of people would be kind of amused by some of the stuff that would happen like right after or right before going on the air. Like Um,
1: seconds before going on the air. Actually, I have one that I remember from one of my first days at, the radio station, and that was in November of 2000. Do you remember this story now? Yet, yes, yeah. <laughs> and the phone, yeah, I know where you going. The phone rang, and it was Al Gore <laughs> calling to get people to go out and and vote. And I said, I I think this is above my pay grade, and we passed that on to you because you were still at the station. I think I was running a NASCAR. Uh, like sports show or something on the air at that point, but yeah, if I yeah. if I'm putting all the memories together correctly, if I'm not, correct
3: me. No, that you have it. You have it exactly right. You took the call, and then I think we both, you on the FM and me on the AM side of things, were running network shows, so the mm-hmm. feed would come in via satellite, or we might have even played it on a cassette at that point uh, or something. <laughs> yep. but we had to kind of make sure that the uh, the local commercials played when they should and that sort of thing. And I, yeah, and you passed it on to me and I kind of worked it so I could do the interview. He he, essentially, if people don't remember, he was running against uh, George Bush in mm-hmm. the 2000 election. And it ended up being, you know, that was the hanging chad. And, yeah. and there were, it, it took several days to decide who was going to win and all those things back when that was. And yep. that was the most dramatic thing that would happen in yeah, back, back pre-pandemic. When it only took- <laughs> and yeah, that was big news back then. And so, yeah, so that was fun. So um, I remember I, I jotted, I'm like, well, boy, if I'm going to interview the vice president, I better have some things to ask him. And so I jotted a few things down on a Post-it note. and went into our production studio and it was kind of cool that like then his person was was calling mm-hmm. you know so like the vice president will call you in 10 minutes okay you know <laughs> yeah, right. and so yeah good so, thing they gave I, us I, a little I, buffer
1: and not you know like uh you've got 30 seconds and go be brilliant <laughs>
3: exactly yeah <laughs> um, yeah and so um i do remember also that like we would call them in the industry drop in. So you mm-hmm. would take kind of bits of what people would say and, and you play them out of context and they would hopefully be kind of funny or humorous. And, mm-hmm. and I, I had two of them from that interview. One of them, let's see if I can remember what they were. One of them was, yes, I do Bob. So there was that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh, and then the other one was, well, I would urge them to reconsider. And so, um, And so I would play, I had a show on, on WBKV for a while and would just kind of play those randomly. And then, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a good time.
1: So I used to do a a George Bush impersonation. Had I known you were that good with your Al Gore, we could have just riffed for a while and, and done a debate together. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's all we needed though. (laughs) Just those two lines. All we need. So, well, Bob is great catching up with you and hope you're doing well. You and I need to catch up some time and grab lunch, right? IRL, yeah, for sure. IRL, not just on this silly show. <laughs> thanks again. It was good talking to you.
3: All right. Thanks, Fuzz. Appreciate it. 92.5
1: All right, time for the next uh, fun portion of the show, which everybody loves. But first, I want to introduce <laughs> our contestant on Name That Ringtone today, My Lovely Wife. Shanna Martin. Hello, Shanna. Hi. So we're doing a little bit of reminiscing on today's episode of the yes. Morning Buzz with Fuzz. So <laughs> I want to talk about the time that we first met before we get into Name That Ringtone.
0: Okay. By the way I've never, never even heard Name That Ringtone. So this would be great. You
1: probably didn't. So no. I, the Shannon, and I started dating in on January first. Well, like we started talking before that, but we started dating on J- yeah. January first, twenty ten. Very, very easy to remember. I highly recommend
0: having your first taking, date,
1: on January first of a year <laughs> that ends in zero.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, it's a, it's a good way all the way all the way around. But you lived in Burlington. Yeah. We, we met on eHarmony.
0: We
1: did. Uh, you lived in in Burlington, and. Correct. Never listened to me on the radio, but one nope. time you were heading up, I think to your parents' house in Door County, right? Or somewhere you I were... I think
0: so. I was heading up north. Yeah. I must have been going to Door County or somehow driving through.
1: Yeah. So you were in the listening area. I
0: was. Yeah.
1: And you decided to listen to and the And I was song.
0: like, oh, I think I can get you on the radio. I should yeah. listen. So as I was driving through, I then that I never listened to country music. And... um I turned on the radio and I heard you and the song was playing about some old dog in heat <laughs> it was like dying or something. And I was like, no
1: the dog was wow. dying. The dog was horny. Yeah,
0: no, I got that. But it was like my old dog and I don't know what it was, but I was like, wow, this is what I'm dating. I A wish guy he... that listens to this stuff. But then not only did I listen to it, I, I you talked it about it and everybody. people loved it and yeah. loved you. And you know, it was, it, it was a great time for, had by all, but then it improved because as I was listening, I think on the same day, cause I was driving through, you then played crisscross and you were oh, like yeah, talking and, uh, yeah, and then it. you had crisscross jump, yeah. jump. So I had some and music beds. So if you
1: remember, I had some music beds in the background.
0: Right. And so I was like, okay, this isn't all bad. Like I know this song, this is a good song. So, <laughs> so we're Okay. And then I learned to appreciate some country music as we spent our quality time together.
1: I wish we had another contestant in here to guess which song you were talking about initially. The song was (laughs) Old Red Red. by Blake Shelton. (laughs) And I know that now
0: because I always point out that there was a dog in heat that was howling. And that was the first song I heard you play on the radio.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, the song about the the person who escapes from prison by uh, having his brother or somebody bring a dog in heat that then took the... Uh, the prison dog off the scent of his trail. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a classy song.
1: It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, also then getting into country music, you spent, you spent many, many, many nights with me at the mineshaft. Yes.
0: Our whole like dating story was Friday nights at the mineshaft. You would always think Alan Jackson. No, Toby, Not Alan Toby, Jack, Toby, Keith. Toby <laughs> Heath, Toby <laughs> see, yeah, I'm still on the, I don't know any of these mm-hmm. things, Toby Keith, and they would always play, you would always play, Zach Brown, Chicken Fried.
1: Yeah, Andy, Z-Man, Andy Ziegelbauer yeah. would play Right it.
0: before you would start announcing, like, bef- yeah. right before Country Karaoke started, mm-hmm. that was like the kickoff song to, like, I don't know, notify everybody, it was just always the song that was played before yep. Country Karaoke started
1: exactly and
0: and i just sat at the bar or sat at the chair next to the booth and mm -hmm. hung out and that's how we dated on friday nights
1: and then (laughs) and then our wedding song
0: it was a zach brown
1: zach brown man whatever it is by zach brown and now on our
0: we also spent lots of quality time in the trailer together too we did there was a lot of trailer and a lot of a lot of fairs
1: do you remember the time that we went to the Waukesha County Fair? Do you remember that?
0: And it flooded? It flooded. There it was, was like, raining so bad. And the station van, there was water up to like the yeah, like, like the, the step to get into the station van. And yeah. we're like, are we going to make it home? And you're like, in the station van? It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's like, <laughs> it wasn't fine. Uh, but we made it. <laughs> but we made it. I it was, was just
1: very confident. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was one time I believe we went to a...
0: Well, the station van sat higher than your your car at the time. Yep. So it's probably safer to be.
1: At exactly. Stadium, exactly. We made it. We made it that, but that was not yeah. a fun fair to be at.
0: No, I, it was I've like been at fairs
1: before. There was one time I was at a fair for the, this was when I was at one oh four point five in whitewater. Uh, there were, I was at the Jefferson County fair mm-hmm. and the Kentucky headhunters were playing fun. and I was going to announce them.
3: <laughs>
1: the, there was a tornado and I had to help the I got to help them load their van nice. with equipment it was kind of fun that's
0: fun and yeah we yeah. also spent time at the Ozaki county fair in the trailer there's a lot of trailer time. oh yeah
1: yeah the washington county fair yeah uh we spent times at lots of car dealer parking park lots. lots and yeah. we'll i'll uh i'll be talking yeah. to a car dealer coming so up truck here.
0: outfitters is sat in their parking lot oh yeah. yeah yeah
1: and now we're gonna buy some uh some new tires for your jeep yeah. maybe there We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, so one of the most fun parts of the Morning Buzz with Fuzz was a contest that I had on the air called
0: uh-huh.
1: Name That Ringtone. Now, ringtones used to be very popular on phones.
0: Yeah, I used to have a cool ringtone on my phone. You'd like download it and pay money to have the cool ringtone yeah. and the ring backtone yeah, when you are so listening. Right,
1: exactly. But that would mm-hmm. be like an actual song. But the, right. the ringtones would be like this like polyphonic, yeah. like... Not quite the actual music.
0: Right. It's just like a pretend version of it. Yeah. That. So mm-hmm.
1: for for all you kids listening at home, you've got it, you've got it made these days.
0: <laughs> in many no, ways.
1: Nobody even has their ringer on these days. No. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, why is your phone? Why is your ringer on, you psychopath?
0: Yeah. Is if somebody, something's actually playing, somebody if having there's a music baby? playing or like going off, it's because it's somebody's like Apple Watch. It's not right. It's not the exactly. actual phone.
1: I did that in church too the other day. You uh, did. while we were sitting there and I hit this <laughs> button. Because uh, yeah. I didn't know what it was. And then, every yeah, it turns out that's the, hey, where's my phone button? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to play Name That Ringtone, Shanna. All and right. the way that this works, I have six songs loaded up here.
0: Great. Are any of them songs I'm going to even know?
1: I think you'll know all of them.
0: <laughs> okay. But I'm not going to know the actual. <laughs> none,
1: of, none, of, none of them are country.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Because I didn't want to do that to you because I know okay. you're not a country. They would be, it would be not fun for you. Right. And... So and and also, but probably not, very fun
0: for everyone listening to This, is, these this isn't
1: this isn't a country radio show, right? This is a fun talk, fun show.
0: This is, this is this, a fun show.
1: We're having fun here. You guys have fun. Um, so okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go with what you.
0: Okay. Do so I have to know like artist and I don't say, know you can, song names. Yeah. I might just like know more words well, to and, it.
1: And these days you'll be like, Oh, that's from Kids Bop.
0: Great. Yes. <laughs> Everything I listen to is the Kids Bop version of things.
1: So you don't get a prize. Uh we are going to go out to eat after the <laughs> yes, show. I
0: get but, start.
1: <laughs> uh, if you get it right, <laughs> your prize will be this.
0: Cool. and that's really loud. That is really loud.
1: And if you get it wrong, your prize will be that is also very loud. Well, wow. yeah. okay. Well, wow. uh, so that's your punishment for getting it <laughs> Great. wrong. and we'll see
0: if I can hear the next ble- song after I get it right or wrong.
1: <laughs> bleeding eardrums. Um,
0: Perfect. Can't wait. So
1: let's get into song number one. Do
0: I have, like one. genres or anything? Or this nah, is just you, like I don't random? Think, I don't think you'll need
1: them. I don't okay. think you'll need them. One thing I do have to say is since I used to have a site that I go to for all of these, and I yes. think I think they got busted for uh, royalties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure uh, I think actually Taylor Swift caused that, uh, which is great. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. But I found one site, so
0: we'll see if it works or not. So All here, right, here
1: we go. You ready? How long do I get? S- song number. We can just do, do. time is on our side because okay. we're not backing not up like to thirty seconds. The... We All don't right. have a
0: commercial coming no, through. E- each of
1: the clips is like fifteen <laughs> seconds, but okay. you'll probably get them before that. So All we'll right. start with this easy one. <laughs>
0: I know the song. Yeah. I don't know who sings it or.
1: I was accidentally singing it before.
0: God, like you. I... Girls yeah. Like You from yeah. Maroon 5. Yeah, I fail.
1: Yeah, I fail. Like,
0: That's... I know the songs, but I don't, again. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks. That's
1: okay. That's okay. You're, you're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another one that I'm, I know that you will get. <laughs>
0: If you get if you get it wrong, if you if you
1: if you get this one wrong, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be confused, <laughs> and it's not our wedding song.
0: Okay. Well, it's the theme song to Harry yeah, Potter. Okay, there you go. So, <laughs> and are by Sean Williams. Oh, no. well, look at are they? No, 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 no. no. Scratch that. They are not.
1: Are they? I don't know. I'm mm. I'm not that guy to Well, you. like
0: he does like. They might be. No. He does other movies, lots of movies.
1: Hey, Siri, who composed the the theme song to Harry Potter? John Williams. There you go.
0: I was right. You're right. Yeah. I knew the composer, right, double too. Double points.
1: You get an appetizer today. Yes.
0: Uh, okay. Thank you. Or a glass of wine. That's great. All right. <laughs>
1: if you're listening in the morning, we recorded this at night. Uh,
0: <laughs> or a really good cup of coffee. All right. Okay. I got one right.
1: All right. So here we go. Song number three.
0: Okay. Oh, hold up. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, what's her name? It's Billie Eilish. Yep. And it's, I know the song. I
1: don't. I'm a bad guy. (laughs) Duh. I'll give you a half ding.
0: Okay. (laughs) Thanks. There we go.
1: Uh, all right. There we go. So, Billie Eilish, <laughs> bad guy. Uh, next up, we have this little little. By the bit. way, all of
0: you that are acing these, like more power to you. I know the songs, but like when you're under pressure, yeah, it's a little more like I it. intense. Imagine- and I, it's like not even really under pressure right now, but I feel like I should know. Like I should know this, and I do. But I
1: imagine if you were. A call now not the even air. like
0: winning like your, free tickets to a rodeo. Exactly. Like what like
1: what am I, I supposed know. to do? Nobody you can have one of these stickers here. here you go. <laughs> there you go, you get a sticker. Um We
0: have a bunch of these at our house. <laughs> okay, fine.
1: All right, here we go. Okay. Song number four. I gave you hints before. <laughs>
0: It's Taylor Swift. Shake it off.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. Nice. Good. Good work. Yeah, good work.
0: you have to like get into this because there's like a lot of like. Yeah,
1: well, stuff. it starts. So that yeah. was one of the things is they all start with a marimba son, sound now yeah. because it's like.
0: Is it to old throw school. off? No, the people? no,
1: no. I think uh, they made it to throw <laughs> off the, the copyright people. Yeah, yeah probably, probably. <laughs> good call. We have two songs left.
0: Okay. Am I winning? No. Am I split?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, you're, yeah, you're two. I got
0: two right and, two, and a half. I have two and a half out of half, four.
1: Two and a half out of four. That's not bad at all. <laughs> uh, here we go with song number five. Okay. Uh, name that ringtone. Yeah, I know the song. It's on Kids Bop like- all the time.
0: Did it all again. Yeah. yeah, I know. So it's Dance Monkey. Dance Monkey is
1: correct. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Three and a half out of five. <laughs> so I get there. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: All right, time for our final song. And I'm wondering if I accidentally put the same song on twice. We'll see here. Uh, if I did, then uh, I
0: better get it right.
1: <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah, if you can. If, uh, if. All right, here we go.
0: We're in five. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's. um. I know it's the memory. Yeah,
1: memories, hmm. yep. Memories by? I'm
0: thinking. Yeah. I.
1: Okay. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to give you a half because you got the name of the song right, but you actually had the artist right earlier because it was Maroon 5
0: (laughs) two times. The first one was (laughs)
1: Girls Like You and the second one was uh, See, I
0: like, I know Maroon 5 songs, but I don't necessarily know that it's Maroon 5 singing because I feel like,
1: it's, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, because it was a ringtone and you couldn't hear Adam yeah. Levine's voice. I
0: guess.
1: Yeah. But there we go. That was uh, name that ringtone.
0: Okay. So hey. I got like four.
1: F- uh, yeah. You got, uh, yeah, you got four. If you, if you do the math. I get
0: two halves. Yeah. And that makes a whole three hole. holes. And yeah,
1: there we go. So four. So there we go. Boom! Four. Boom. Dinner. Dinner, <laughs> dinner. Dinner. All right. Um,
0: That's
1: fun. I'll even get the tip. Great. Shanna, it was such a nice uh, time seeing you here. here, We see each other all the time. We do. Thank you for coming (laughs) on the show and experiencing "Name That Ringtone" for the first time.
0: I know. I've never seen it or seen it. Never heard it. I mean, I've heard, I've heard it, but not by you. Yeah. And so there we go. I get to like be on your little show. I know it's fun. All right.
1: Well, thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Time to check in with Jimmy Carter.
4: Ah, uh, last night, big night in New York for Garth Brooks inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. 262 306 WBW1.
1: Pure Country. Hi, can I please make a request? You sure can. What would you like to hear?
0: Could I hear Tim McGraw? She's my kind
1: of rain. I can do that. Who is this? This is Sarah. Sarah, where are you calling from today? What's Bend. All right, thanks for listening.
0: Yep,
1: bye-bye. Here it is, Tim McGraw. And She's my kind of rain. I'm pure country. So let's talk about some stories. I started in radio when I was 17 years old. I was a freshman at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. I was going to school for pharmacy, and I walked into Drumlin Dining Hall, and the radio station, 91.7 WSUW, was having auditions there in the cafeteria. I jokingly went over there. I read the weather forecast. I think I read a couple of news stories that they had printed out for me. And later on that day, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted an on air shift on the school station. And I did, and I started working and doing a smooth jazz show called West main street, which ran at like two o'clock on Wednesdays at the university of Wisconsin whitewater. This signal didn't go much past the, City of Whitewater. After a few months of doing my show on that station, the broadcast teacher, Dr. Trembley, Dr. T, reached out and had a conversation with me, he told me that he likes what I was doing on the air, and he told me that if I wanted to go get a job in radio, that I could. So, I went and got a job at a little radio station in the middle of a cornfield, literally in the middle of the cornfield. It was called 104.5 WSLD, your home in the country. And it was literally a house in the middle of the country. And I worked there for about two years. I did on-air stuff and ended up becoming a salesperson. I left school. So then I decided to go back to school for a little bit, quit doing sales. And then I ended up saying, you know what? I'm going to go all in on radio. So I quit school again. I got a job driving truck ended up getting hired by Mike Elliott to be a producer for NASCAR races on 92.5 in West Bend and the rest is history. Mike became my biggest mentor and without him I would not definitely would not be where I am today. Unfortunately, one of my best friends in the world and my biggest mentor I've ever had in my career and I would say aside from my parents and some family members, my biggest mentor that I've ever had in my life, Mike Elliott passed away on April 20th of 2020. 2020 was a bad year all around. Mike was 82 years old and I am joined today by one of his sons, Blake Elliott. Blake, thanks for joining me.
4: I appreciate the opportunity. You know, you were, as I told you at my dad's celebration thing, like you were a pretty special guy to him. And, uh, he always spoke highly of you, and so it's uh, it's my honor to talk about it.
1: Your dad, probably, you know, outside of you know my own parents and uh, uh, you know a couple other family members, uh, the most influential person in my life in terms of uh, giving me opportunity and taking a shot and teaching me how to uh, not only be on the radio, but really more market things than anything. So Blake, tell me, uh, give us the history of your dad's time and radio. how did he get started? I, I, I'm sure he's told me stories o- over the years, but I, I know you, you lived it.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a crazy way that he started. So he uh, he played football at Springfield College, and he got injured on a play. And the only way that they told him he could still letter that year was to do something associated with the football team. So he literally went up into the radio booth and broadcast the games oh, wow. to get a letter. And wow. that's, that's actually how, uh, he started in broadcasting. Just love being on the air and, and doing things that way. And somebody heard him, you know, offered him a job. He was also, I'm sure he probably told you this at some point cause he was very proud, but he was also a musician. So, he played drums mm-hmm. at weddings and different events. So that was the other love that he had, but he had somebody hear him doing one of the football games that asked him to get into broadcasting. And that was in, uh, Atlantic city. Okay. So he worked for a radio station called WOND. And, uh, from there, I mean, gosh, he had a very long career as you know. Oh yeah. I know. We moved from Atlantic City to Washington, D.C. We lived in Gaithersburg for a while. Okay. Uh, from there, it took us to Chicago, down to Atlanta, back to Chicago, to Milwaukee. And then what he would tell you the highlight of his career was, and I know he, he shared this with you, Fuzz, mm-hmm. was the fact that he got the opportunity to do his dream job and and that was to broadcast Major League Baseball for the Houston Astros. He was the play-by-play guy, right? He was a color guy oh, he was. Okay. on the air with Gene Elston and Dwayne Stats, and I think Dwayne is still doing Rays baseball. Okay. Yeah, he, But that was kind of his dream.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, uh, he was very, very proud of that. He, of course, should be. And I, I still remember his uh, uh, Houston Oilers uh, cowboy boots that he had. Um, uh, (laughs) when he came to Milwaukee, he became, he did, he was on TV for a while, right?
4: So he did a lot of different things in Milwaukee. He actually came here to be on, on the air at WTMJ radio, Mm -hmm. um, AM. And so he did a lot of on-air stuff there. And from that, there were a couple of offshoots that he got the opportunity to do. And one of them was weekend sports on channel four which he loved to do. It was, again, this is going way back. So I don't know if you remember these names, but so some of the other sports guys on the team were Hank Stoddard, which is a hall of fame broadcaster, Lionel Aldridge, who was a green Bay Packer player. yep, And and Mike Hegan, who was a Milwaukee brewer player. Yeah. And then my dad was part of that rotation doing weekend sports. And then the other thing that a lot of people don't remember that my dad did was he was uh, he had a bowling show that he did on one of the stations. Uh, that's right. Called Scotch 300 Doubles.
1: Yes, that's right. I do rem- I do remember him talking about that. He was in Milwaukee then, f- probably for the longest portion of his career then, right? He was. Like, he was yeah 80s until you know until he retired in 2005 i think 2005 or yeah
4: i mean off and on so so we we actually came here in 74 yeah to uh to milwaukee via chicago and then he was here for a long time on tmj when he went down to houston he actually went down to houston the first time to work for krbe and kenr and um he did broadcast from Mickey Gilley's Place, which oh, was yeah. famous from the Urban Cowboy movie. Yep. Moved back to Milwaukee. He actually went to work for Willie Davis, an ex-packer player who's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, Willie had a couple of radio stations. So when we moved back, he worked for Willie. He went back to Texas, came back to work for WISN Radio, and then back to WTMJ.
1: Wow. So, yeah. So then he uh, ended up being the program director at WTMJ for, I don't know how many years. It was a long time, right? And then, It was. And then uh, went over to, was it uh, the Old Station, right?
4: Yeah. So then after his WTMJ career, he was with the Old Station for a couple of years. And they had some ownership change, um, mm-hmm. some management changes, and he ended up leaving there. And then uh, he ended up in West Bend. So
1: yeah, and then uh, he hired me while I was driving a truck, trying to uh, make my way in radio and and have uh, still have the bills paid, which was uh, which was awesome that he took a chance. Actually, the other day I was looking through old paperwork and I found resumes that I had sent out to all these different stations at that time, and I had a couple of like you know small part time. Bites, I would say, but uh, Mike, he's like, Come on in, we'll hire you right away for uh, running the board. And then, uh, pretty soon after that, I, I started writing station imaging and putting it on his desk. And uh, he decided uh, to hire me, which was awesome. So, and then, uh, from there, it was we were kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a buddy cop movie until he retired.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, no, like I said, he, he had a lot of respect for you, and especially he enjoyed when people would kind of start in that business. Mm-hmm. He I think you know he he always had signs and different motivational things around where he considered himself really more of a coach. Yeah. Yep. Um than an employee. So he liked that coach player mentality he always believed in you bring people on as a coach, you put them in the game and then you let them play the game. And yep. um and that that's what I remember growing up was he uh he always looked forward to having different people come into the business and succeed. And mm-hmm. like I told you, he had a lot of respect, um, and admiration for you being able to do that and come in and cause that's tough, you know, being on the air and doing some of those things and being in the public eye all the time mm-hmm. doing remotes. It's, it's a, it's a step change for people.
1: He always had crazy ideas to get, people to pay attention. He always used to say some, you know, he, Mike has so many different micisms, but that I've actually have some written down somewhere where I used to write them down when, when he'd say them, so I'd remember, but I remember he said to us, you know, just cause we're in West Bend doesn't mean we need to sound like we're in West Bend and act like we're in West Bend. So let's let's have fun with this. And we did stuff like going through the back of, a, in the back of a pickup truck through a car wash together, uh, wearing like snorkels and stuff like that. Uh, once he printed all the logos on our T-shirts upside down on purpose, so that people would talk about them and and think that it was uh, a mistake. Uh, and people, were, I still see see people every so often wearing that upside down T-shirt around. It was just wow. just taught me a lot, and and really that player coach mentality. Now that I'm you know a business owner and have a lot of you know employees and such, and just exactly that whole thing about fi- you know finding the right people, letting them do their job, getting out of their way, and and Letting them succeed and shine is uh, something that that he taught me, and I I don't know where I'd be without that kind of stuff. So
4: Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think you also know he's he believed in uh, taking chances, like some of the marketing things that you talked about. Mm -hmm. He really believed in taking chances and asking forgiveness later if it didn't (laughs) work out. That was definitely one thing that he believed in because he just felt like you can do the same old thing that everybody else is doing and be boring and vanilla or you can take some chances and get people's attention. And uh, you know, I would say he was like that as a, as a father as well. Sure. So always encourage taking risks, you know, calculated risks, but yeah. yeah, take some risks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if you remember uh, cause I think you were out of the state for a while. Right. Um, but he had convinced me to go on a, a naked photo shoot with just a cowboy hat and uh, covering the important parts and then uh, put me up on a billboard all throughout the listening area uh, that said, listen to Fuzz Martin on your ride home from work and the hat stays. And uh, it was, I've, people, again, still talk about that to this day. And it was uh, it just, it was fun. People remember and he knew how to to get people's attention and, and make them pay attention. So
4: Yeah, we were in Minnesota when, when you guys did that, but I do remember it.
1: Yeah, that's all—all uh, all great stuff. And yeah, your vanilla comment—I—I I still use to this day that uh, if everybody loves you, you're vanilla. Uh, it was uh, something he'd say all the time. Is just a way of you know making sure that you stood out. So, uh, yeah, well, absolutely, Blake. I, I really appreciate. First of all, I know this was a huge loss for your family uh, with your father passing away a few years ago, and and for me as well. And but I. I love reminiscing about this and, and looking at his, at, at Mike's Hall of Fame page on the Wisconsin Broadcasting Museum Hall of Fame. There are 40 comments of people with similar stories to to mine and, and yours, and really appreciate that, and I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me today.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and and thanks for the chance and your comments, your nice comments. You know, I think that if we're all as lucky to have a legacy like he has and pass things on... To people that you're able to talk about and learn from. You know, that's uh that's kind of the key to success. So I'm glad that he made that impact on you and other people. Thank
1: you very much, Blake.
4: Appreciate it. Take care, Fuzz.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna go wipe some tears out of my eyes. And then we're going to check in with Steve Kearns. Yeah. No rookie, I'm OG. I am the king of the league. Yeah. Yeah. That means I do what I please. Whenever, Whenever I, please. I please, I keep a trick on my sleeve. The return of the Morning Buzz with Fuzz is brought to you today by two of your local cousin Subs sandwich shops. One, the location on Paradise Drive in West Bend next to Menards. And two, the location on Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewasca next to uh, the stoplights. Are you looking for a food truck for your work event, graduation party, car show, uh, community event, block party, retirement party? A big birthday party, a soccer game, a fishing tournament, a baseball tournament, grand opening celebration, a large book club, maybe a church event, maybe you have a work site filled with hungry construction workers, uh, maybe you're having a very exuberant funeral. Get in touch with Keith Novotny at Cousin Subs on Paradise Drive in West Bend and also on Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewaskam, the sponsor of today's show. Through his mobile trailer, Keith can feed 100 plus people in minutes and not just subs either, though his subs are delicious. He also has chips, beverages, nachos, mac and cheese, and cousins' chili, which is fantastic. And again, Keith gives a ton back to the community. And by booking with cousin subs, you're supporting local. If you want to book Keith's cousin subs trailer, either reach out to him on his cell phone or Hit him up on Facebook. You could just message him on his personal Facebook page or his cell phone number is 262-573-8468. And you can rewind this if you need to hear it because it's not live. You're listening to a podcast. You can rewind it by 10 seconds and check that out yourself, okay? Okay. Thanks again to Keith from Cousin Subs on Paradise Drive in West Bend and Fond du Lac Avenue Kiwaskum for sponsoring The Return of the morning buzz with fuzz
0: it's the morning buzz with buzz. Hey,
1: fuzz hey there do you can you hear me now
2: oh can i hear you bright and clear oh. holy balls
1: oh man it is so good to hear your voice <laughs> sorry well i have like i have, I have like 1400 dollars worth of recording equipment in my studio in my office and uh it, it can't work with my phone for some reason. Then I came back home to my cheaper uh setup and this is working fine. So
2: So how's everything going with you? Uh things are going great. How are things going with you? Excellent. Excellent. Good. I saw your daughter. Holy cow. The the last time I saw her, she was so small and now she's she's bigger, taller than you are. Yeah,
1: she she actually is. She's like <laughs> she's I think she's at 5'11 and three quarters, and I was six foot, but I've shrunk, so I'm now 5'11 <laughs> and a half, and uh, yeah, she's finally beat me. She's powerlifting at UW lacrosse and has a boyfriend and all that stuff that I never wanted to happen. I mean, I wanted the powerlifting to happen, but you know, the boyfriend stuff, Not the boyfriend? Uh, the boyfriend stuff, yeah. <laughs> but you know how it goes. You've got like, uh, well, you've got, all, all your kids are married now, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh- Three, yeah, all of them are married. Um uh what do I have? Eight grandkids. I have Uh-oh. yeah, three six, seven, eight grandkids. Eight grandkids I have.
1: So are you running the store or are your kids run the store in in Johnson Creek or how's that all work? All three
2: of all all three of us are. Okay. And uh Travis Travis is a buyer, Austin does all the PR stuff, and then I oversee the store.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you guys um, have a ton of cool cars that I see all the time on social media.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've, uh, we've got into the supercars. Yeah, and it's un, it's been unbelievable, and like uh, one of our, t- we, we sell to a lot of dealers also, and one dealer just with supercars last year, I think they bought well over a hundred cars from us.
1: By supercars, you mean Honda Civics, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we, we really? do a lot. We do a lot, like if you go to the site, we do a lot in Ferraris, Lamborghinis, um, Porsche, um, McLarens, Rolls Royce. And it's, it's real funny because we had a guy come out here because you saw how we take our pictures. We got a big, a circular booth now Mm -hmm. that goes around the car. It's really funny. And the guy was from Atlanta and he's coming out here. He stops in and just shakes his head and I go, what's wrong? And his name's Randy, and Randy goes, gee whiz, I'm coming down the road, cornfield after cornfield after cornfield, and all of a sudden I come to a place that has more Lamborghinis than a Lamborghini dealership. <laughs> and it was just super, it was just super funny. You know, you should uh, just
1: say uh, every, every farm needs a peacock, and that's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you know, it's really funny. You know, uh, how many people still come up to me and say, man, they miss you and I on the radio? Okay. I get it all the time. No lie. Okay. And you know what? I thought of you on Monday night. Okay. Monday night, Travis and them are in Florida right now at Disney and his mother-in-law wanted, wanted to surprise them because Travis's wife, Monica bought a, uh, bunk bed set. And it was a, it was a pretty expensive bunk bed set. And they waited like for like four months for it. Right. And remember how we always talked about dumb stuff and funny stuff, yeah, just everyday things, right? So they said, you got to come over here and look at the instructions and look at this thing. So my girlfriend and I go over there, we go in there and in the bedroom, it's all empty except all the pieces of this bunk bed set. (laughs) This is no lie. There's about 400 pieces to it, (laughs) Okay. First thing is, is all the hardware is missing, okay? Because you know, you and I can sit there and look at something and kind of figure it out if you got the instructions. We're we're these guys that try to figure it out without using the instructions because we we act like we're you know more <laughs> yeah. intelligent than oh, we yeah.
1: are. I'm, I'm, uh, it's real easy.
2: There's screws; and certain diameter will fit here. No problem. Correct. So all of a sudden, the the bag is missing, and uh, I said, where's the instructions? And here they are. This is no lie. There's about 50 pictures (laughs) of how to build this thing. The pictures are about the size of a quarter. Yep. 50% blurry. And the instructions are in Chinese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're sitting there looking at this thing like, you've got to be kidding. And I said, I said to Don right away, I said, if I was on the radio, we would be laughing at this thing oh my so gosh. bad because we started figuring out certain pieces, but you can't put it together because there's no hardware. Okay? Yep. And all of a sudden, you look, and because and, it's from China, Yeah. the things that aren't going to show that are in the back of, like, drawers and stuff mm-hmm. are different pieces of wood off something else uh, stapled to it. Okay. <laughs> so that's like getting a car... And inside the dash, there is yellow, yellow, uh, stitching or something.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it it was so funny. And I go, man, would this be funny with fuzz? Okay. Because it was so, you would have just died laughing if you had walked in.
1: The, so did you get it together or how did, what, uh, did you use duct tape? What was the, the solution? Without the hardware, no.
2: <laughs> I call those guys and say, "Hey, you know that surprise that you guys were waiting for?" They go, "Yeah, real excited." Well, you're going to be surprised when you come in the room and see it all over the floor. Surprise! We're not putting it together.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, your surprise came out came without the supplies.
2: <laughs> you no, know, but it, it, it's so funny. But if you look at it, it's all it's all out on the uh, on the floor, and I was I figured out the. Main bones to it because you can figure that out. The rest of it, I have zero idea how it puts together.
1: <laughs> and then you're supposed to put some kids on it uh, <laughs> and just make sure that it doesn't collapse on them. So, to, to your point about people still talking about the show, I get it all the time still. Like, oh, I miss you and Steve in the morning. Or I really hated when you and Steve would talk for so long, but it's usually like 90% positive. And even the ones who didn't like it still talk about it. So it worked. Uh, that's you all I'm
2: saying. Do you remember who our biggest critic was?
1: Uh, Jim Hodges,
2: <laughs> your your general manager of the radio. Because I think wasn't it because he didn't he didn't think of it.
1: it and I, it could have been. There were a whole lot of a whole lot of things there. I wasn't wasn't quite sure of what the motives were behind it one of the reasons I got out of radio, but the, I I think, you know, part of it was that other car dealers would complain that we talked for so long. And one of the things I was thought and, and actually said was the reason that this works and that people remember this is because we were not talking about selling cars. We were talking about stupid stuff that people engaged with and then, and people like, you know, could see themselves in, or it was a, a funny story that they, they laughed about. And then when somebody wanted to buy a car, they wanted to go buy a car from the person who made them laugh, not uh, you, you can get a car pretty much anywhere, right? All things considered, it's the relationship part. So I think that's what we had. And I think others, some others got jealous of that or spoke up because we we're going too long.
2: So I think what, I think how it started is, did we do live uh, 30 second commercials? And mm-hmm. remember at the beginning, you kept warning me, hey, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And the biggest thing was with swear words. Mm-hmm. And I don't think most of the people realized I don't, I don't swear. Mm-hmm. And uh, how that came up, because, you know, you and I <laughs> talked about it is I went to a Catholic school when I was little mm-hmm. and I was in a group that everybody thought, oh man, it's so cool to swear. So that <laughs> this, that, this. Well, anyway, all of a sudden one night we're sitting there and this was in third grade. I remember perfect. And uh, my parents said, we're going to be going to West Bend. And we lived in Jackson at the time. And I said, oh, yeah, what are we going for? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> As I'm sitting in the backseat by myself and none of my brothers or my sisters, I was going, hmm, what did I do good? And I couldn't <laughs> come up with one thing. So I, I know we weren't going to Dairy Queen. And uh, what did I do bad? Oh, my goodness. I didn't have enough time. So. <laughs> All of a sudden we go to the school and now I'm wondering, we go into the school and we sit in this room and all of a sudden the principal's in there and I think it was four of my buddies with their parents. And uh, all of a sudden the teacher started saying it and um, it's it's funny because I was the only honest naughty guy <laughs> that said it and we had to use these swear words. Now you can remember we're in a Catholic school in third grade yeah, and I had to say all these words. In front of my parents and in front of the nuns and oh, everything. Man. And it was <laughs> and 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 I swore at that time, you know, no pun intended. Yes. But I said, I will never swear again. And from third grade on, I have not sworn. Wow. And do you know many good jokes I can't tell? Right. But the thing is it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of discipline not to do it. So when you and I got on the radio, it was live. And I believe I believe there was no delay or there was a couple second delay only.
1: For most and of the time we it, didn't have a delay. Yeah. There were like toward the end, I had a seven second delay, but I never used it. I, I think yeah. I used it a couple times when I screwed something up, like we went to dead air <laughs> and I needed to pretend like I didn't screw up, but that was that was about it.
2: Oh, and then the one of the funniest things was remember um way back Texas Roadhouse. Yep, had a little bit of an issue with a uh, a custom uh, a, a cook. Yep, and then went a customer. So what they were doing is we went there and, and I feel sorry when somebody you know uh, does something like that to a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know they have to make a living. They have other people that work for them that they they're responsible to make a living on and stuff. And if you remember, they came when they came to my store. And they gave us some buns and I said, here, I go on the radio every day with Fuzz Martin mm-hmm. and they, a matter of fact, they said, hey, listen. And I said, if you guys want to give from some free coupons out for some free meals, if it, are, is this bringing yeah. a bell now? Yeah, oh, yeah. We we will do this and we'll give them out. Mm-hmm. Now you got to remember, I've never done this before. <laughs> so I, to, I said, here, Fuzz, why don't we give them out? How about the seventh caller? Mm-hmm. Okay, get them or something because I never knew how that yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah, right. Our phones were jammed for like two hours. It was crazy that morning, yeah. and we couldn't we couldn't even do anything at the the dealership or anything because <laughs> it was all it was all this. Yep, and it was just so funny. And the 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 things that you and I would talk about. Um, you've heard of MJ Stevens, right? Oh yeah,
1: we just ate there uh, two weekends ago. Had uh, brunch; it was delicious.
2: Okay. Mark, Mark Jug was the owner there. And mm-hmm. he died, I think it's almost two years ago. And a couple years ago, he, he came up to me and said, Steve, I listen to you and fuzz all the time. And I go really every day, he would miss it yep. every day. Yep. And I was really proud. Here's a guy with a great establishment. Listen to us every day. Mm-hmm. You know how many other people, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, uh, I was talking with, uh, Jason Jugg and he has the Hitting post, mm-hmm. if you know where that is. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, one thing I remember your dad telling me, he listened to Fuzz and I every day when he was counting money and doing everything. And he goes, yeah, I know that. And I go, you knew that too? He <laughs> goes, yeah, that's the only station that would come on on his radio in the basement.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the old captive audience. Uh <laughs> I, I had some like some cool ones while I was on the air. I had, uh, uh, if you remember, uh, Mr. Quadrachi, the owner of Quad Graphics, before or actually after he died, somebody from his office called and said, oh, he used to listen to you every single day, which I thought was super cool. And I also once uh, had uh, the late great, uh, I was just telling this story the other day, Ernie Von Schledorn, the Ernie Von Schledorn, called my show when I was doing Afternoon, so I must have been like 23 or 24 years old at the time. And he called, he called in the afternoon, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. And do you remember Derek from the radio station? He would be the ones who would put the, all the commercials onto the schedule moving for you know, throughout the weekend and stuff like that. Well, it was just him and I at the station, Ernie calls and goes, who do you know wants to buy a car? And I thought it was, I thought it was you or somebody else just, you know, being a dork and trying to mess with me. So I hung up on him and then Ernie Von Schlater and the Ernie Von Schlater and called me back again and said it again. And I'm like, Hey, like, uh, you know, doing requests or whatever right now. And, uh, his, I don't know if it was a sales manager or somebody grabbed the phone and said, Hey, don't, don't hang up. We want to buy $5,000 worth of commercials this weekend between now and Monday. And then Derek and I had to sit at the radio station uh, until like seven thirty that night, scheduling commercials on the radio for him.
2: So <laughs> there's two, two things. I got an Ernie story, but another thing like that is I was in the audio video business. Mm-hmm. You know that. And I worked for the Milwaukee Bucks for 31 years also mm-hmm. in there. And, uh, all of a sudden I get a call. The guy goes, Oh, Hey Steve, this is Mike Dunleavy. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> Click. And I hung up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the phone <laughs> rings back and goes, Steve, this is Mike Dunleavy. I said, sure, I'm Mary Poppins. And I <laughs> hang up the phone again. Because Mike Dunleavy, he, everybody always told me he doesn't talk to anybody. Mike sure. never talked to anybody. So the third time, phone rings again. and goes, don't hang up on me. This is Mike Dunleavy from the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and I go, you serious? And then I could tell by his voice. I'm going, you got to be kidding. Do you know from that day on to when he wasn't coached for the Milwaukee Bucks, he would call me almost every night and go through basketball with me. Oh, really? And but, nobody down by the Bucks could believe this. The, okay, and y- pardon?
1: oh, I was going to say you were are uh, you were friends with George Carl, right? I mean, you were you guys are pretty
2: tight. Yeah, very good friends with George Carl. We invest in certain things still to today. Okay, uh, we just uh, did a, a subdivision in Mequon. Oh. But uh George is I talk to him a lot. He's in he lives in uh, Denver, Colorado. Okay. But yeah, a real nice guy. One and, of my
1: um, one of my employees was his assistant at the Bucks for a, a number of years, Aaron, oh. per- Aaron Perio. And she's always got stories. And she loved her time working with George. So
2: he he is probably the most immature grown man I know, worse than you and I. <laughs> Hard and to he believe. Just, <laughs> he just makes you laugh every time. Every time I'm with him, it's, it's almost like a sin. It's too easy <laughs> to pull the wool over his eyes. And uh, every time something happens, his girlfriend, Kim, looks at him and goes, George, when something dumb happens, just remember who you're with. <laughs> and um, the a couple things. We were in Denver. We, I always took the kids. We went to Denver playoff games all the time because after the Bucks. He went to the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So we'd always go there for playoff games. And then also my kids are big, big Tom Brady fans. Oh yeah. You know that? Oh yeah. And George would always get us tickets either to the, when they, uh, we always went to the Broncos taking on the Patriots either at, in, uh, at the Gillette stadium or we'd have it at mile high mm-hmm. and George would always, his, his kids were friends with players in that and that's how we would always get our tickets. So, uh, we were up there one time and, and he said, Hey, you want to go to a soccer game? I go, geez, I've never been to a soccer game. (laughs) So I went to the soccer game. Uh, let me tell you, it was my first one and probably my last one,
1: Okay, but
2: I'm sitting there and I'm with George and his girlfriend and his daughter, and we're sitting there and here's George and we're in the stands, it's outside. And George has on this big, like a straw hat. Okay. It's a big straw hat kind of. And I said, I got to go to the bathroom. So I go back and there's this one security guard. Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, do you know George Carl? She goes, do I know George Carl? Yeah. And I go, see the guy with the hat over there? She goes, yeah. I go, that's George. Get out of here. I go, can you do me a favor? She goes, sir. So I said, you got to wait till two, three minutes after I sit down. So I go and sit down. We're talking about the game again. And all of a sudden this big security woman comes over and goes, are you George Carl? <laughs> and he looks up, prouder in a peacock. He goes, yes, I am. And she says, uh, sir, uh, we're getting a lot of complaints behind you. Could you please take off your hat? And he goes, oh man, I'm sorry. You bet I can. Kim looks back and there ain't a soul behind us. <laughs> she goes, George, turn around look. and then the woman came clean right so right after that we go to um boulder yeah boulder colorado and there is a cheesecake factory there okay so everybody goes in it must have been like homecoming or prom at that time because all these guys with suits and everything are lined up all these kids with their friends so they're all in there and george is looking and you know, George is the hottest thing since cream trees down there. Everybody loves George. <laughs> so I walk in a little later and I, maybe, you know, 30 seconds, a minute later, and all these guys are talking. I go, who is that? And they go, that's George Carl. I go, no way. Really? And they go, yeah, that's George Carl, the coach of the Nuggets. And I go, oh, man, alive. So I get my phone out and I go, George? George <laughs> looks at me. I give him a big kiss on the cheek, he punches <laughs> me in the gut. All these guys are looking like, oh my goodness, a stranger went up to George and kissed him. <laughs> I looked at him and I go, you son of a gun. Turned around and walked outside and everybody's jaws were just open.
1: <laughs> I love that. That sounds very much like a Steve Kern story
2: and to it, me. It, it, it's just so funny when you can pull, you can just, it's too easy. It's a crime. Yeah. That's awesome. But um, you went to the, the Bucks games with me and stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: Actually, I had a, a, a great story of when you gave me two tickets to sit down courtside at a table on the, like, toward the corner where the players come in and out. And I brought Brie with me, and she must have been four or five. And just after halftime, she wasn't having it anymore. She's like, Dad, we, need, we have to go home. And she was starting to get, you know, pouty. So we start to leave, and we're going up the steps. And she tripped and fell and hit her face on the steps and started, she got a bloody nose or bloody lip. And the whole section started booing me. I'm surprised it didn't end up on sports (laughs) center that night. And it was like, I was holding her hand. She just tripped and fell on her face, but everybody's like, boo, worst dad ever. And I was like, okay, first of all, (laughs)
2: like,
1: I'm just, but, I'm just doing my best here guys, but yeah, but it was great. No, we, and I, yeah, we, we went a few times to the games with you and it was always awesome. And actually I was thinking the other day about the time we went to the NASCAR race in Miami, which was another world experience, yeah. experience that we'll have to probably save for another time. Cause, uh, we've got a, a call coming up here and, uh, and, and Jim Hodges is giving me the wrap it up signal signal. So,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Steve, I hope, you're, uh, I hope you're doing great. It was awesome to talk to you. And don't be a stranger, all right?
2: Always fun, buddy. Thank you so much.
0: It's the Morning Buzz with Buzz.
1: Well, I think this is the time on the show here on Saturday, April 1st, when this is being published, then I tell you, of course... The next episode of this show will (laughs) not happen. April Fools. Uh, Okay, I'm not really a big April Fools guy, but I've been wanting to do this and made it happen. It was a lot of fun to put together. It was also a lot of hard work. I want to thank Bob Doerr for coming on the show. Thanks to Blake Elliott for lending his time and sharing stories about Mike Elliott. May Mike rest in peace. I also want to say, if you're a person to praise, please do so for Ken Coles. Uh, Ken's been in the hospital for a bit with some health uh, health issues, and he's in good spirits, but he needs your, your support. So hope you get better, buddy. Want to thank Keith Novotny for sponsoring the show, Cousin Subs on Fond du Lac Avenue in Kewaskum and also on Paradise Drive in West Bend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Keith, and also happy birthday again. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you to Steve Kearns for coming on. And, of course, thanks to Shanna for joining me for Name That Ring to her first ever time playing that Name That Ring to her. Actually, her first ever time hearing that uh, because she lived out of the listening area when we were dating. I'll talk to you on Tuesday for 15 minutes with Fuzz. Till then, thanks for playing along with my little game today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Thanks.
4: I ain't choose the game,
1: game chose me. Thanks. I'm a champion, I need some trophies. Yeah I can drive the lane, I can shoot the three. Cash. I can run a hundred yards, I can throw
3: it deep. Go. Shh Sad.